0: Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Shelley Epperly here. Today is Monday, March the 4th, 2019. It's 8 p.m. in New York. It's 5 p.m. in Los Angeles. It's after midnight, 1 a.m. in London. Sydney, Australia, you're at around uh, 12 noon, I believe. But wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, I've been uh, practicing today, Shelley. I've been practicing Feeling good in the face of not feeling good. And it, it's, it's been a reminder how when you're not at your peak and you're, you're kind of trying to climb your way back, it can be quite a climb climbing your way back. And, and you, you kind of get reminded over and over again, just from the way you're feeling. Oh, geez, this doesn't quite feel right. I got to find that better feeling thought. I got to find that, that new thing to focus on. <laughs> it, it, it kind of like, uh, dangles in, in your face, if you know what I mean so anyway that's um, how that's how my day's been going. how's your day been going?
1: Um a little bit of the same. I'm just kind of dealing with you know like my physical body and what I'm putting like what I'm eating, and I've really been kind of just neglecting that and really? just eating a lot of crap for lack of a better word. And uh definitely have been feeling it the last couple of days. And mm. today I'm just like, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> just kind of the same thing, but more, more on a physical feeling. Mm. Like my body's going, you know, if you keep doing this, we're just going to go downhill, you know? So, yeah. So today I just made a few better choices and I'm just going to um continue with that and treat my body with, More
0: love and respect and take better care of it and feel better physically. Yeah. Well one kind of feeds the other every pun intended. Because when you're not feeling good you tend to feel feed yourself as a way to kinda compensate for it. And so it just kind of that it it adds to the spiral in a sense. (laughs) Which is that's not fair, you know.
1: Yeah, food is my drug. Like that, you know, as far as like addiction wise or mm. whatever, I am, I have a sweet tooth and I just in the last couple of years have developed some digestive issues. So I have to be careful with it. And mm. sometimes I, I'm feeling really good physically. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and have that other stuff. And, <laughs> and then, you know, like two o'clock in the morning, I wake up, you know, yeah. groaning and regretting everything i did so mm-hmm. it's just, that's kind of how how it all conspired and today i'm just like okay that's enough i don't like feeling like this
0: well definitely yeah. it definitely is a reminder for me every time uh, i mean i was going through a little bit of not binge eating but i was i was eating stuff that i probably shouldn't have eaten today um as a way to kind of compensate for not feeling good and it, it's always a reminder mm-hmm. every single time i mean, and i was especially feeling it toward the end of the afternoon, because, I mean, it, it was a somewhat eventful day. One, one really good thing happened today that I really can't talk about on the air, but it was a good thing. Um, but nevertheless, there was a lot of stress that was involved in the day, too. And by the time late afternoon rolled around, it, it was like I was just reaching. I was reaching for, you know, better feeling, better energy, and all that kind of thing. And that's what made me think, you know, tonight as we're starting the program, Boy, that, when you get in that place where you, where you just can't seem to get to the good feel, it, 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 I don't know. I think because we're deliberate creators and, and we focus on it so much, I really notice it now. I didn't notice it, you know, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I just didn't feel good. You know, that's all. There was no, there was no conscious thought around it. It was just like, oh, Jesus, another one of those days. But now, it, yeah. it's almost like, I mean, it's a it's a great benefit to understand how the stuff works. But it's also like you can't get away with anything anymore because now you know, oh, I'm the one who's doing this. I'm the one who's creating this stuff. Oh, dog, God, it. I tripped myself again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where you have to kind of find your way back. And, and that's what a lot of today was about. Louise was feeling it, too. I mean, we both had different things going on, but... I mean, I could tell she was, she was feeling it. She was, she was feeling the, the, the challenge of what we're dealing with. And that that's when you really, really, well, for, uh, one way to look at it is you actually have the best opportunity to practice, to practice really applying your attention, focusing, you know, kind of like, uh, like what I went through last year with the, the injuries I was dealing with and, and overcoming those injuries. And it takes a lot of concentration when you're hurting to, to focus past it. And I'm realizing I got to kind of do the same thing here because I'm dealing with stuff that, and this is stuff that has um, history for me. This is stuff that ties back to, you know, my youngest days. And and I recognize it. I can feel it. I can, I can tell that it really does. And it it's probably, probably ties into the biggest issue for me dating back, which was, which isn't really big compared to some people. I mean, some people have been like, you know, abused or, Know, children of alcoholics or whatever and my mind's nowhere near anything like that but it's enough for me to be getting on with that's for sure <laughs> so
2: yeah
1: well, all those things become blocks I mean no matter how severe they are they still become oh yeah block or whatever and I like for me this whole thing with the eating like so I I started this intermittent fasting back in May mm. and And so I was started out just eating like six to eight hours a day. And as, you know, towards the end of the summer, I blocked it down to about four hours a day. And I just felt so much better. I didn't feel like Mm. I was starving myself. I was getting full faster. I was just, I I felt really good. And so it went on until um, October when we went to Disneyland. Mm. And so when we went there, you know, it's just hard to eat on this little block of time when you're on everybody else's schedule and so i didn't i wasn't going to be that person you know there was like nine of us that went and it was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna eat carefully but i'll eat with everybody else and Mm -hmm. you know well of course we're at disneyland we're eating out you know i kind of overindulged and then you know went from no october to november you know i tried to pull it together and then the holidays and so you know, for the last couple of months, I've just been like, I need to get back on track. I need to get back on track. So when this happens, when I have these days, like the last couple of days where I'm just, I know I'm eating stuff that's going to make me feel bad. And then I feel bad. And then I have a day like today where I'm just like, enough is enough. So it, so for me, it's like, okay, the lesson there is I've been asking for this. mm I've been asking for what, you know, how am I going to get back on track? How am I going to get back on track? And, mm. and, you know, in a roundabout way, I, through inspired action of eating food I shouldn't be eating, <laughs> I, I, you know, found my way back on track. And, you know, right. like this is the first day, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat well today and I'm going to eat well tomorrow and I'm, You know, preparing, you know, like in my head, like tomorrow I'm going to eat this, this, and this, and I'm going to cook some chicken tonight, so I have that on hand, blah, blah, blah. But So that's how I go into it. When something like this happens, I'm just like, okay, I asked for this. I've been asking for this for, you know, the last month. Like, how do I get back on track? And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay. Because I know when I get focused, I can do this with no problem. But Mm -hmm. it's just that, like I said, like food is my drug. So it's like, you know quitting smoking or quitting drinking or whatever. It's like I just have to stop mm. instead of like, oh, I'm going to have a couple sweets today. No, because I'll eat the whole bag. I'll eat the whole cake. You know, that's just the kind of person you know, how I am with food. So I realize that.
0: So. Well, it's good though. You recognize yeah. it. You know the pattern. So you know what to stay away from, which is good. that That's part of it right there. Just being mindful. being right. aware. That's really important. Yep. The other thing I found, especially last week, I was really noticing is that on those days where I know I'm not feeling it, I try to make it a practice not to do anything, quote, important, unquote. I, I, I try not to pay any attention to the stuff that I've been trying to attract. I try not to get into all that because I know if I do that, I'll be doing it from a negative perspective. I'll be doing it from a low vibration perspective. And so I, I count that as a victory. That, that's a good thing. I kind of did that today too. I mean, there was something I, w- I really wanted to do, but I wasn't feeling it. And so I just kind of turned it off for the day. Said, you know what? I'll deal with that tomorrow. I'm not going to deal with it today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Today, my job is just to feel better. If I can feel better I to totally, the point where I get there tomorrow, then, then that's I a good totally thing. Get that. Yeah.
1: I totally get that. I do, I have days like that where it's like, if I, if I push, any farther into what I'm trying to accomplish today, it's just going to be a wreck. So right. I'm just going to stop. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm in a position in my life where I can do that. I can just mm. stop and go watch the TV or go, you know, do, you know, on Facebook. You know, I don't have to be listing or, what. you know, whatever. That doesn't have to happen right now. So, yep. yeah, I totally understand that <laughs> where you just have those surrender days kind of where it's like, okay, I just need to do something to feel better. I don't have to push this hard. Right.
0: Yet. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the only thing that, that's a little bit discouraging along that line is I've had a lot more of them lately than I like. But actually now that I think about it, that's not necessarily true because from November through the end of December, when we were dealing with Louise's illness, I was having them every day. So I got to take that back. No, actually, it's gotten better since then. See, now, there's an example of it, right? My mind had already programmed the idea, oh, no, things have gotten worse. And they actually hadn't. They'd actually gotten better. But because I was in the negative spiral, I was thinking about the worst side. But as I look at it objectively, no, actually, there have been quite a few good days since the first of the year. So, yeah. (laughs) It's amazing how easily we forget that stuff. But it also shows how Mm -hmm. important it is to remember it, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's really ingrained.
0: Is it was well, it that it's ingrained, or is it that just we're we're stuck in a vortex where we're we're focusing on negative stuff, so we just get more negative stuff? I mean, maybe it's a combination. Well,
1: I think that, yeah, I think that it, there is that, but that but you know, so many of us have been raised in that. Oh well, you know, when's the other shoe gonna fall? Like yeah. Murphy's Law. You know, so so you. I think part of it is ingrained; it's programmed, mm. and it's it's easy to fall back on when you're not when you're not being a deliberate creator and you're not being conscious of, of what what your thoughts are it's mm-hmm. easy to go you know what i'm this just keeps getting worse and worse you know
0: but that's the then, thing, like that's the exact just, thing we have to reverse though that's it right there we kept, yeah, we, keep you, thinking you know, it's getting worse and worse
1: <laughs> it's getting better and better yeah. it's getting better and better yeah yeah
0: and then the other thing is once we recognize that it's getting better and better celebrating it because the tendency, especially if you're not feeling great, the tendency is, okay, I just noticed this thing that's actually better than I thought it was. So it's like, okay, I just noticed it's Fine. Now I'm going to go back to feeling miserable again, <laughs> which is counterproductive. It doesn't actually work out very well. Whereas yeah. when we celebrate, oh, wow, there's been a whole lot going on that's been good lately. I'm going to get excited about that. I'm going to feel good about that. I'm going to focus on that and say, whoa, this is good stuff. And in the process, I'll actually feel better. That's the thing to remember. That's what I keep trying to remember. So this is helpful. Thank you for talking about this with me. This is good. (laughs) This this is how we turn (laughs) it around, right? Oh, yeah. It's a mental game. It's all a mental game. (laughs) Uh, So we don't really have anybody asking questions, but what what was that?
1: Did you get to that email?
0: Oh, that's right. We had an email. email. Yeah, let's see what the email is. It was coming in literally. It arrived just as we were getting ready to go on the air. Uh, let's see what it's all about. Uh, oh, it's no. Oh, it's somebody who's reaching out to me about uh, they, they, they want to do some sort of a um, some sort of a collaboration. Oh. They, I'm not sure it really has anything to do with the podcast at all. Hard to tell. I'll have to, re- to look into that a little bit further. But it's not what I thought it was. It's not somebody saying, "Hey, you know, I got a problem going on. Maybe you can help me with it." So. Unfortunately, we won't get that out of it. But what we can do is we can kind of bring up some of the the, the kinds of stuff that we deal with and let's see if we can attack some of them. You know, just you know, hypothetical questions that have real world implications, that kind of thing. So yeah. let's see. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: So, all right, well, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think it's going to be really hard to come up with them. It, the, the the tricky part is just turning them into hypotheticals right? rather than talking about the real thing. But other than that, I don't think it's going to be hard to come up with the questions. So, okay, first one, yeah. how do you, um, when you are in a place like you're in right now, or like I'm in right now, I'm not going to put it on you, I'm going to put it on me because I'm the one to put myself there. What's your favorite way to climb out of it? I mean, you were talking about, for instance, how uh, you've been dealing with food issues in the last couple of days or so, and then and you kind of have been changing your mindset saying, no, I'm not going to go anywhere near them. I'm not, I'm not even going to give myself a little bit of doses, but how do how do you start turning that mm-hmm. mindset around so you can start doing that?
1: Um, I, I make what I need more available to me. So like yesterday we went to Costco and I bought some chocolate covered dried mangoes, which are just delicious and I mm-hmm. love them so much. Uh-huh. And so like tomorrow morning, when I take my son to school, I'm going to give them to him and say, put these in your backpack and share them with your friends all day. Cause I mm. don't want them in the house anymore. Mm. So, so it's stuff like that. And then like cooking chicken, mm. you know, so I know that like tomorrow I can have a chicken salad or, you know, a chicken stir fry or whatever. I bought some broccoli slaw, you know, what broccoli slaw. No,
0: is? I don't know that. Like,
1: it's like they take the, um, you can get it like in the produce, like, by the salads and stuff and it's just like this like julienne it's like the broccoli stalks and oh. carrots and mixed together and you can like use it like in a stir fry or just like a you can just eat it raw like a salad. Oh. Um okay. so I got that cuz I really really like that with like chicken and stuff. So I just know that I just set myself up like you know actually set myself up, you know, not just mentally. Mentally I just, um give myself a few minutes, like if I'm like, ooh, I really want one of those pieces of, you know, right. chocolate covered mango, yeah, yeah. um yeah. I give myself a few minutes and go, is that really worth it or can I go have like a piece of cheese instead? Cause for me it's low carb, like mm-hmm. getting off of all the sweets and stuff right. is healthy for me and it feels good for me. Cause I still eat a lot of veggies and stuff, so I, balance it out I'm not just eating you know meat and cheese all the time but Mm -hmm. but so it's like okay what's the healthier thing and then like I said like just getting it out of the house and I know there's certain things that I can bring into the house that um I won't eat even though it's sweets because I just don't like it Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how I set myself up but what I'm like when I'm having a day like you where you're where you're basically just kind of climbing out of the hole and you're you know you just I, I always think of like a two year old just down on the ground, just having a fit. You know?
0: <laughs> Not a bad analogy, actually.
1: Because that's how I feel when I'm having those days. I just, there's like actually a gif, you know, the little things that you can put on Facebook or whatever, the little like short movies or whatever that keep right. going over and over. And it's a little kid, and she's just on the ground, she's just kicking and screaming and. <laughs> And I just love that one because it's just, that's exactly how I feel. Like I'm just <laughs> having a little tizzy bit. But it. Um, but I just, I like to, I like to watch TV. Like that's my, my like out, you know, some people like to go for a walk. <clears throat> some people like to play with their pets. Some people, you know, it's like whatever makes you feel better. You <clears throat> know, when my kids were little, I'd want to play with them. But now that. They're 16 and 21, they don't really want to play with me
2: anymore. Funny how
1: that works. Yeah, it's just weird. I'm like, come on, let's play a game. Leave me alone, mom. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, so like I just, I love reality TV. We've talked about that before. And so I'll just, I'll just sit and watch, you know, there's been days where I know, like, I don't even want to go anywhere. Like, I don't want to get in the car because I feel like I'm in such a messed up place emotionally that I don't even, like, I'm worried I'm, I'm going to attract some, you know, a car wreck or something, you know. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm not even going anywhere today. I'm just going to do the bare minimum. And, you know, I don't have those days very often, but, you know, and there's those days where like I get on eBay to list stuff and my internet's not working or no. eBay's got a bunch of glitches and you know, it just happens and it, and I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to move on to the next thing. What, you know, I need to do the dishes or I need to, you know, I need to photograph a bunch of stuff. So it's just gotten to the point where I, instead of getting super frustrated and just focusing on that and letting that be my day, I just try to move on from that. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Mhm. Yeah, that's good. And make- I just
1: kind of and I I kind of look at it as the universe just going you're not supposed to do this right now. You're mm, not, right. you know, you, you might not be in the right state of mind or whatever so go do this and come back to it, you know. So That
0: makes sense. Yeah. You mentioned food and and actually as I think about it, Louise has been doing that kind of thing lately. Over the weekend she made spaghetti sauce and today she made a beef stew and I forget what she said something else she wants to make. I can't remember what it was. But, you know, comfort food type stuff that that hangs around for a bit and you can reheat and reuse <laughs> and so forth. And that's one of her favorite ways to, to deal with things like this is just to find stuff that's comfortable, that is good for you. You know, not, not the junk food, but stuff that makes you feel better. And you also, I want to thank you. You actually said something that. Was in my subconscious mind. I know it was. I recognize it from earlier today, but I didn't get it into my conscious mind. You talked about taking a walk. Well, that's one of my favorite things to do. And do you know that consciously I didn't think about it once today, but subconsciously I did, and I can remember exactly when I did it. Because we just had we had uh, six seven inches of snow this morning, so um, oh. we had to clear all that out. And uh, it, it was one of those weird days where um, we get the snow, and then by mid afternoon, half of it's melted. You know, so it started right. cold, snowed and then warmed up and all that kind of thing. A lot of sun. Yeah. Um but because it had melted all the way down, my usual way to, usual way to go walking is to go out on the local rails to trails path, which is not clear. It's covered mm-hmm. with snow right now. You know, so my subconscious mind was saying, I really want to go walking, but my mind was saying, yeah, but it's all covered with snow. Completely forgetting the fact that I have a gym membership. I can go over to the gym, I can, you know, get on a treadmill, I can, you know, do other kinds of exercise there and and if i get on the treadmill it's not as good as going out on a sidewalk but at least i can walk i can get out there and i completely forgot about that yeah. so it, it's a substitute but it's a good one and i want to thank you for reminding me of it cuz i'd forgotten <laughs> no
2: problem yeah
0: <laughs> it's amazing there there's an example right i mean what this is what happens when you get into that negative spiral you forget things you forget the stuff that you mm-hmm. that you use to get out that's a big one for me and i just it just <laughs> Left my mind, left my brain entirely. So, yeah, important stuff. Well,
1: I think that when you're in that state, you know, they call it like the, the whole, um, like caveman mentality when you're running from the T Rex or whatever. When you're stressing about something, like your body goes into that. Your body goes into that mode, whether it's stressing about your internet not working or, or, you know, some financial situation or, you know, being chased by a saber tooth tiger. Like you, you go into that, you go into that fear and that that survival and the stress. And, and, um, so when you're in that state, you can't be creative. You can't be open to any creative because you're, you're just like shut down and tense. Um, I, do you ever listen to Joe Dispenza, I know I've mentioned him before.
0: I've never listened to them. I've ne- I've never heard him on on a podcast or radio or whatever. But I've read uh, some of his stuff. I've read his books.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'm I'm more of a like watcher and listener on YouTube, and that's where I've heard him and stuff. And I just love what he says because he talks about you know like a deer gets chased by you know a mountain lion. And she gets away from him and then 15 minutes later she's eating the grass. Right, and right. she's like, you know, she's forgotten about it. She's back. And so we, we don't have that luxury of forgetting about that stress. We, you know, get PTSD and oh my <laughs> God, you know, we're going to talk about the mountain lion. We're going to tell our friends about <laughs> it. The mountain
2: line, gonna, right. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, and so he talks about that and he's like, you know, so it starts out like, why are you in a bad, you know, why are you, why are you having a hard day? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm just going to be ridiculous and use the mountain lion, but you know, like, oh, I got chased by a mountain lion today, you know, and oh my God, you know, that's horrible. And then, you know, a week goes by and it's like, why are you in a bad mood still? Well, I got chased by a mountain lion a week ago and I'm still, (laughs) you know, in that state of, of freaking out about it. And then, You know, months go by and years go by and pretty soon it just becomes like that's your programming. Like I'm, I'm just scared all the time. I don't, I can't walk on that path. I can't go outside, you know, whatever, however ridiculous it gets or whatever. But, but he says eventually it just becomes your personality. Like every, you know, like if, if it's just like, oh, well, yeah, well, you know, she's scared of everything because that mountain lion chased her 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, We bring all that stuff with us. And I just love the way he says that because it's like, wouldn't it be great if we could have a stressful situation and then 15 minutes later be back to creating or whatever? you know? (laughs) But it just doesn't work that way. But that's like the that's the goal is to have those situations, those stressful situations that feel like contrast and negativity and then go, oh, well, that happened because of blah, blah, blah. And now I'm going to go back over here and have a good day and keep doing what I'm doing to make my life happy and enjoy things. And then, you know, so that's like the the goal is to get to that place right. where you can have that stressed out situation. You can have your car break down or you can, you know, get a diagnosis or whatever. And then and then, you know, an hour later, be like, oh, well, there's so many other things that are so great. And that's going to turn out great, too. Yes.
0: You know, Well, that is the goal for sure. And what you're you're really describing there is how default behavior works, default feeling, default experience, um, as Abraham describes it. That's where we're not being deliberate creators. We're just going with whatever comes our way and reacting to it. And especially if it's got a negative component, then we're not only going to react to it, but we're going to continue to react to it. Because like you said, it just became part of the, the mental process. And so a week later, we still got chased by the mountain lion. You know, like, well, you know, that was a, a week right. ago, but hey, I'm still playing it in my head. You know, why not? Because I haven't taken control and said, you know what, I'm going to decide what I'm going to focus on instead. And it's not always easy to change the focus, but it's always worthwhile. And the good news is when we, when we are practicing on a regular basis, these kinds of days don't happen so often. I mean, this is not, I mean, late. Well, I shouldn't say that there's been quite a bit lately because of what happened with, with uh, Louise's illness, but we're past that. That part is gone. She's got, she's pretty much back to where she was. She's maybe a little bit of uh, improvement left to go, but for the most part, I mean, she's able to do stuff that uh, she was able to do before. So, The progress has been made, and yet there's that little piece of the mind that keeps wanting to go back to, yeah, but she was sick, yeah, but we had to deal with a whole lot of stuff. Like, no, 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 no. She's doing better. That's the thing to focus on. That's the thing to keep reminding myself. No, there's a lot of good that's been going on here. I mean, Christmas Eve, she was in the hospital, and we weren't sure what was going on, and you know, was she going to be on drugs for the rest of her life and trapped in a bed and so forth? Now she's back to living again. This is great. This is great news. Yeah. Just gotta remember. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is really great news. So, uh, by the way, I want to yeah, mention I too. Good... I want to oh, mention to uh, uh, people who are uh, listening on the live stream. It, we're 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 doing a, a sort of a free form conversation about what goes on with law of attraction and being deliberate creators. But if you have a particular question or a topic you want us to address, just type it into the comment section. We'll be glad to bring it up. Uh, but until you do that, we'll just keep going with what we're talking about here. But, you know, feel free if there's something, you, maybe there's something that uh, is haunting you. Maybe there's some challenge you're dealing with. You know, tell us about it. We'll be glad. It's easy. We love giving advice. That's, that part's fun. That That's how I climb back out of my hole. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. 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 I'm not sure what you were going to say so next. This,
1: I was, I was just going to say in those times of, like, despair or negativity or contrast or whatever, you know, there's also lessons in that. Like there, you know, you can look back, oh, it's way better now and we don't have to dwell on that. But there's also so many lessons in that, you know, like what did you guys learn from that whole situation? You know, what could you do better if it, if that sort of thing happens again, you know, just like being attacked by the mountain lion, like from now on, you're going to be hyper alert. You know, you're going to, you're not going to just be like strolling down the, the trail or whatever. You're going to be, in your eyes and your your senses, you know, alert and stuff. So I just feel like there's just like so many lessons and all of that, you know. Oh, well, there are even on those darkest days.
0: When we were going through it, uh the leading up until November, especially late October into November, we were in default mode that entire time, just kind of waiting for Louise to feel mm-hmm. better, and she didn't. She kept getting worse and worse. And as she got worse and worse, we just kept waiting for her to get better. But we kept watching her get worse and worse. I was watching her. She was experiencing it. So we were both in that default sliding, sliding, sliding mode. And then uh, we ended up going to a, a local clinic, a walk-in type clinic. And they suggested uh, they, they took some quick tests, saw some stuff going on. And they suggested uh, getting advanced help and so forth. And that set us on a path that basically put us through a bit of a roller coaster. But... And this is the good part, this, despite or perhaps because of the fact that some of the things we were being told about at that point were pretty darn scary. I mean, on mm-hmm. the same order of being chased by the mountain lion, only in this case it was health chasing her right. down and, and you know, possibly with really dire consequences. Well, when we were faced with that, we rebounded beautifully. I mean, talk about rockets of desire. Our, we were both on the same track. We, we, we didn't even have to, to communicate to each other, although we did. Uh, but we were both on the same track, like mm-hmm. no way we're gonna let this defeat us. No way this is gonna drag her down. No way. I mean, it was just this bounce, it just oh, mm-hmm. and we had no idea how it was gonna work. You know, we had no clue how it was gonna work out at all. But we were just determined that it was going to, and we rode that, and we milked it, and we just kept going with it and going with it. Like I don't care what the doctors are telling us. I don't care what you know the misdiagnoses are, and we were getting plenty of misdiagnoses. I don't care what any of that is. We were both saying basically the same thing. This is not going to be our life from now on. Our life is going to be a really good one. It's going to be healthy, and by God, it was, and which is pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah. there was there was actually you're yeah. right that 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 um, that contrast that we were in was it was pretty deep contrast. It was it was pretty severe. Mm-hmm. But the the lesson that we got out of it, out of it was all we need is to go in a little bit too deep and boy, do we want to bounce out real fast. It's kind of like the guy who got thrown into the fire pit. He wanted to get out as fast as humanly possible. You <laughs> didn't yeah, have to think twice yeah. about it, right?
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So let's see, no real questions coming through. So I'm going to try and I'm going to throw another question at you. Um, and I don't know if I've told okay. you, I, I have a technique that I've been using lately and, Sometimes with good effect. I, I don't necessarily have a question in mind. I just open my mouth and see what the question is that comes out. And So I'm going to sit oh. if I can do it again tonight, okay? So okay. Um, when you find yourself going through a day where uh, you're, you're kind of in the, the in-between area, you're not feeling bad, but you're not feeling great. Do you find that that's a time where where you start to do that slide? And if so, what's your way of reversing it? Are are you able to be mindful and and find a way to turn it around or do you have to slide for a bit before you have to, before you pick the change?
1: Um, usually what happens is someone asks me how my day is going Mm -hmm. and that's when I get conscious of it. So like when I pick, when I pick up my son from school in the afternoon, it's just we just do that. I'm like, how was your day at school? You know? And then he's always like, so how was your day, mom? You know? (laughs) So today I was like, it was okay. And he was like, just okay. Cause usually I'm like, I had a great day. You know? Ah. I was just like, so that kind of made me conscious that, you know, I just kind of had an okay day today. You know, I wanted to do some, like, you know, talking about things holding you back. I wanted to do some photographing and in the bedroom that I do all my photographing and I have all my, my backdrop and my lighting and everything. Um, there's blinds in there and this the way the sun's coming through at a certain time of the day right now there's like little dots across the carpet where right. I do my flat lays you know for photographing so I can't do it right? I just have these dots across everything and so I was like i ready to photograph and I went upstairs and started setting everything up and turned my lights on and I looked down and there's you know those sun <laughs> dots across, and I'm like okay, now, you know, so I didn't do all of my photographing until, like, 2 o'clock today, because I yep. didn't do it early enough, and, you know, and so, so it was just, like, things like that, like, I really wanted to get that done, and start, and list the whole day, and I just couldn't, you know, and so, and so, you know, just realizing, like, yeah, I had an okay day, and actually, it was a great day, like, I got the dishes done, I got some cooking done, I, you know, watched caught up on a few shows I wanted to watch, and, you know, got some laundry done and stuff, so, like, it wasn't, like, a great day. It wasn't like I was, I had some great adventure or whatever. But it's a pretty great day because mm-hmm. I have time freedom, you know, because mm-hmm. I work for myself. Right. You know, so when you, like, turn it around and go, wait a minute, you know, like, I had a pretty darn good day. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out exactly the way I wanted it to. So, Thanks. So I think the answer to your question is I don't, I mean, unless I'm just having a really crappy day. I don't really think about it until, like, I have a minute to sit down or, like I said, like somebody says, well, how are you, How how's your day going? And then I'm like, oh, uh, it's okay. And then and then I start backtracking. Wait a minute, it's pretty darn good, you know? So, Okay.
0: So you're able to yeah. catch it. If it's kind of in the Midland area, you can catch that pretty quickly. Okay. Because what, yeah. what was happening with me today was that the day started out pretty well, actually, because I do the morning po- podcast with Louis D'Souza. And that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughing, a lot of joking. It was really good. And then after the podcast, Louise and I had a meeting with somebody. And it was it was a good meeting. It was an important meeting. And it went well. But from that point on, it seemed like the little things started to pile up. And that's what I mean when I said it it's kind of starts middling and then starts to slide. And I was really experiencing that phenomenon where you don't change your focus and so the little things lead to more little things, which lead to more little things. And and by like three o'clock in the afternoon, I, I well, I have a, a web server. I, I host websites for people and my web mm-hmm. server started producing some, I won't even try to explain what they were. It gets too technical, but it started producing some results <laughs> that, it, that it should not really produce. I mean, it was doing things that, that were not right. normal. And I think it was because of a, a recent update to the software that happened. um, But, I had to start dealing with this, and in the middle of dealing with that, I wasn't feeling all that great. And the cats were looking for attention. And I didn't really feel like I could give them the attention. And I'm starting to get, uh, you know, a little gritty and a little bit angry, and so forth. And then another problem comes in, and it was just like one little problem after another. No disasters, no disasters. Just mm-hmm. one little thing after another. It was just kind of like, you know, the 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 the, the little thing just kind of keeps drilling into you, like eh, like the, the dentist drill. It you know, just keeps coming at you and coming at you and coming yeah. at you. And it just kept getting worse and worse, so that by the time five o'clock rolled around, I was exhausted, just from dealing with all those little things. And that's why I was asking about, you know, if you if you find yourself sliding, how do you how do you deal with it? But you you answered it very nicely. You just you never get to the point where it's going into that slide. You just catch it, and you're like, oh, okay, I, I things are going pretty good, and I'm just going to go with the fact that things are going pretty good.
1: So. So my question to you is: In that slide, are you? Are you conscious of it? Are you going, I really need to pull myself out of this, but I just don't have the energy to do it right now?
0: Usually I am. Today I wasn't. And I think that's one reason I'm focusing on this. Because today, I don't know. Today, I there was a piece of me that just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know exactly what. And even having that good uh, podcast this morning with Louie, that helped a lot. But I didn't mm-hmm. hang on to it. Normally, I hang on to that energy. I can carry it through the day. Today, I just didn't hang on to it, and I'm not sure why. Um, I mean, you mentioned how we we carry stuff from the past, and I do know there was like one overarching theme that ties back to my past that looking back, I can see I was carrying that through, and I've been carrying it through actually for some time now. Um, It's been showing up a lot over Mm -hmm. the last three or four weeks, something like that. So Now, the thing that I don't know is why... Um, how do I want to explain it? I, I don't really want to go into the details of what the thing is, but why is it that right. that particular thing plays out in this particular way? Yeah, you know, why, it's always this one little way that it plays out. And what can I do to, to change that? Why is that such a big pattern for me? It does seem to be a pattern that goes yeah. way, way back, but I'm not, I haven't gotten really clear why that happens. And so when I don't, when so I don't it, have a clear
1: have a question without without like you know you don't need to divulge whatever it is or whatever but was it right. something when it happened was it something that was just kind of slowly drilled into your into your
0: well that's more of the question or was
1: it like a catastrophic like you know like an earthquake or was it like something that you heard throughout the? no it, it was the, it was
0: dribbled in over time the question is was it drilled into me by somebody else or was it drilled into me by me That's the part I can't quite iron out. Um, It was not a catastrophic event. It was it was a it was a little annoyance thing. It was basically a a confidence destroying thing. And mm -hmm. as I I I noticed today especially, and I've seen this before as I've looked back, how I played out this one lack of confidence thing over and over and over in my life, and it it set me back in a lot of different ways um, in terms of you know reaching my goals and and. Achieving my dreams and all that kind of thing, and I got I got to meditate on it. I got to I got to get into it a little bit more and say why is this yeah, pattern I mean, repeating? There's something going on there.
1: So, so that whole thing with um, and I've mentioned her before, Christine Marie Sheldon. Mm-hmm. She does the the abundance blocks and the clearings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and so I was just going to tell you a little bit about her meditation, which sure. I just absolutely. Love. So you just get into a meditative state and she brings you, you know, she talks you through it. But whatever your method is to just get in that state, and then when you're in that state pretty fully, just ask yourself, how old was I when that happened and where did it come from? And whatever the answer is that comes into your head, your 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 subconscious is answering that question for you because it knows. Okay. It knows where that came. From. It knows if it came from your mom saying it and you adopting it, or if or if something happened in your life that you adopted it, that you weren't good enough, or you know whatever you know whatever it was. But but that's how she brings you to that. Is she gets you in a meditative state mm-hmm. and then she says, "Now ask yourself, um, how old were you the first time you heard that, and who did you hear it from?" And that like, brings you, like, because you're still conscious, you know, even when you're meditating, you're still conscious of what, you know, is going on, and and then that brings you to the conscious, to the conscious awareness or whatever of when that happens, you can go, oh, yeah, that was my mom's, or that happened because Uncle Joe, you know, lost his job, and you heard mom talk about what a loser he was, and then you your mom compared you to uncle Joe at some point in your life <laughs> because you couldn't, you know, you didn't go get that job or, right? you know, whatever, whatever it is like that. That's what, that's what happened, yeah. you know? And then that gets brained like, Oh, I'm just like uncle Joe and he couldn't pull his life together. And you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying any of that is what's going no, on. No, with no, you, no, no. I understand. But
0: that's,
1: that. but that's just like an example, like of, of where that came from. And then, you know, I'm not so I'm not so clear on the clearing part of it, but I feel like when you're conscious of that, when that comes up for you, then you can go, "Oh, that I don't have to feel that way because that wasn't mine. Yeah. That was somebody else's or that was or I put myself in that position a long time ago and that's not who I am anymore, whatever." So, you're I right. I don't know if that'll help you. No, I think that, you're right.
0: But, I think you're exactly right. That that's how well most of the stuff that we dredge up like that doesn't take a whole lot to clear. I mean, there are a few things that are – and they're usually the more catastrophic things. Those are the ones that can be harder to clear just because they have such a big charge attached to them. But, like, this kind of stuff, this kind of dribbly stuff, that doesn't usually have a huge charge attached to it. It's just sort of – it's a charge that kind of accumulates over time, but it's – It's going to be easier to dissolve that kind of thing just by identifying, like you said, you know, where it came from and then getting a feel for, well, it wasn't really my thing. And, you know, I just kind of adopted this thing. Oh, well, that means I can let go of it and so on and so forth. It's just kind of you play with it like that kind of dissolves in your fingers and kind of disappears. The ones that uh, don't disappear are the ones that have the big, big charge, you know. You, you were beaten as a kid or you were sexually abused or your parents were drunks or, mm-hmm. you know, that you're constantly moving from place to place because your father kept losing the job or, you know, whatever, stuff like that. Right. right. That's the stuff that we're, that, that's where a therapist comes in with stuff like that, because that's the stuff that's hard to, to let go of. And not, not that you can't do it yourself. I mean, clearly, clearly you can. Um, in fact, I have.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it it but, does
1: help to have someone that knows does. what they're doing to oh,
0: absolutely. pull you through that. Yeah, that that because yeah. the less time that you focus on it, the better. That that's the interesting thing, though, is fo- is realizing that it almost doesn't matter whether it was traumatic or not. Just the fact that we keep focusing on it, our subconscious mind perhaps keeps drawing us back to it, and that's actually what activates. That's what makes it powerful over time. I mean, Abraham talks about how if you focus on a thought for at least and the time seemed to vary 17 seconds, 16 seconds, 14 seconds. Um, If you focus on it that long, it generates enough of a a vibration strength that it will, uh, the the, the universe will deliver another similar thought. And you do that for a total of 68 seconds or 60 seconds, or depending on what you're measuring it, a minute or so, then it'll actually start to manifest something. So the vibration kind of gets stronger Mm -hmm. over time. And just as, we can have a traumatic event that produces a big vibration right from the beginning. Um, So also we can build the vibration over time with the dribbling effect, the, the small thing just kind of, we just keep going back to it, going back to it, going back to it. And in that sense, it does get a a strong vibration over time. So it's kind of a reminder that, well, it works both ways. Yeah. It works with the the negative stuff, the stuff we don't like, but it also works with the positive stuff. So if I can continue to, you know, first clear some of that stuff and then, Know, pick one thing like walking or, or one of the things I like to do and just focus and focus and focus and focus and focus. I can build up that vibe kind of vibration too, which is ultimately what Abraham's trying right. to teach us to do anyway is keep our focus where we want it to be, not where we don't want it to be.
1: Well, and I, I think that when you start, when you recognize that consciously where that little dribble came from,
2: yeah, that,
1: you know, for the years, that when you fall into it. On your, just going throughout your day and you think, oh, I should do that. Oh no. And then, no, 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 no I can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like just that, that's when you start, you know, flipping that switch where it's like, oh, I can do that. I, mm-hmm. I don't have to be that way. That's not who I really am. And that, that's where the like, to me, that's like where the magic happens. When you start doing that, so that starts becoming your habit instead of like, Oh, I'm I I can't do that because I can't learn that or I can't yeah. you know that for me that that's my thing. I'm like you know I don't like my husband and I are like doing some we're gonna start doing some different reselling stuff you know with the goal being getting him out of his nine to five mm-hmm. and there's so much to learn and I'm so good with what I'm doing with the reselling because I've been doing it for like twenty years you know right. so I've been you know rolling with all the changes with eBay and PayPal and now I've got a couple other you know, places that I'm selling on and I'm getting really good with them. But, and then we're going to do this whole different thing. And it's this whole, like a whole different products and whole, you know, a whole different way of selling them and stuff. And it's like, you know, part of me is just like, Oh, that's just like, I tighten up, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just want to keep doing this. And, and I'm finding myself even while trying to learn that I'm, I'm going at what I already know harder, almost, like, okay, I don't have time for that. So I'm I'm going to do this and do good at it. So I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And and like last night we were watching some, some videos and stuff on it. And I, I was like, I hope you take the, You know, I told him, I hope you take this and really run with it. Right. Cause he's getting really excited about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's exciting. And there's a lot of potential there, but, but I'm still hanging onto this over here, you know? So, so yeah. So it's, it's like, that's my thing where I'm like, ah, I don't want to really learn something new because I'm, you know, and I think that's pretty normal for a lot of people, you know, but but
0: well, I think it's especially it's like,
1: no. I keep having to put
0: I think it's especially huh? noble. I, I think it's especially um, normal for somebody later on in life, because I'm in my 60s now. And when I if I was in mm-hmm. my 20s and 30s, when I had a dream that I, I wanted to kind of go after, I was enthusiastic, like, oh, this is going to work. This is going to be great. Now, I get a lot right. of stuff playing in my mind like, well, it's too late. Even though I know perfectly well it's not too late. But, I, but that little tape plays. Oh, no, no, it's too late. I mean, you, you, you're burned out. You're a burned out shell. It's not going to happen. You, know, you just don't have the passion that you did when you were in your 20s and 30s. And and there's always that little voice that says, bullshit, bullshit. But it's it's a small voice. Yeah. And I, you have to kind of bring it to the surface like, no, 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 you're wrong. This can, Yeah, you can get passionate right now. Yeah, it can really happen right now. You really can, you know?
1: Yeah, well, the truth is, like what you know now about the law of attraction yeah. and using it correctly, you have a million times more potential right. to do something like that than you did in your twenties or 30s, You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm.
0: there's another phenomenon that goes on with it, it too. So it's better when when we um, when we start a project, when we start, especially if it's something new, something. Like you, you were describing how, oh, no, no, I, I've got my comfort thing over here. I'll do, I do this. Well, I don't really want to try to do this new thing. Anytime that we're doing something new, it's kind of like somebody who's taking a painting for the first time. And I think of painting because David McCullough, the biographer, was talking on a, a recent uh, biography about him on TV about how if you want to be a painter, you have to paint. So that means the first time you, you get a canvas or you get a piece of paper, and you get your paints and you start painting and it looks like crap. And so you do the next painting. It looks like crap. But over time, as you do more and more of them, you get better and better and better until finally it starts to look like a painting. You have to go through the crap in order to get to the painting. And you never can yeah. You can never get to the painting until you go through the crap. You have to. That's the only way to really learn it. You can't learn it from a book. You can't learn it from being taught. Right. You have to actually put the paint onto the paper or onto the canvas. And I think the same thing is true for whenever we are trying something that's really new, where I've got this new project, okay, never done this before. And the first few trials come out terrible, and you feel like just giving up because they came out terrible. Because we forget you have to just go through all those trials over and over again, screwing up, screwing up, screwing up, screwing up, until you finally get one that looks better, until you finally get one that gets a better result. And, and that's actually part of, of what I'm dealing with now that I think about it. This long-term issue I've been talking about does have a component where I have a tendency to give up early. You know, I didn't get the result that I wanted in the first few tries, so oh, screw it. I mean, this isn't going to work. You know, I'm defeated already.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's where you, where it's important to remember. No, that's not the that when you're learning stuff. You when you're learning stuff, the first few times just doesn't work. I mean, I remember when I first took piano lessons. My first year of piano lessons were horrible. I mean, they, they sounded terrible. <laughs> it just really sounded bad. But by year six, I sounded pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get through those first few years in order to get to the latter years. But um, no, once I got through them, I was actually making music. It sounded good. It sounded nice. It was pleasant to listen to. People could sing to it if they wanted to. You know? So I got there. But I had to go through that first part. Never would have gotten to the second part if I didn't go through the first part. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. remember.
1: That, that, that reminds me of my my oldest daughter. We, you know, we swore that we we're going to teach our kids how to drive a stick and our little HHR is a stick shift. And so my husband took her, you know, out to the parking lot at the high school or whatever a couple of years ago. And, you know, when you first start driving a stick, it's just, oh, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she like gave up after like 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's been a couple of times when, you know, her dad and I, you know, have been like, oh, we're going to go to this party or whatever, you know, a Christmas party or a New Year's party. You think you could pick us up or whatever. And, or, and, and there's been times where it's like, oh, well, we, we have the blue car or whatever. Could you drive, you know, and she's like, oh, I know I could drive it if I had to. And I'm like, no, you can't. Like <laughs> you don't. You but she's a perfectionist, so she got frustrated right away yeah. instead of, you know, so I'm just like, we still, I keep telling her, we still need to take you out in the blue car and get, and teach you how to drive a stick, you know, because <laughs> my first car was a stick, so you, when, when there's that motivation, when you're like 18, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to learn to drive a stick, because I want to go places, right. and this is all I got to do in it, you know, right, so, right. so I learned really quick, you know, and it you know, I could eat a sandwich and smoke a cigarette and shift gears, you know, <laughs> six months later. <laughs> Probably not the safest thing, but. <laughs> Probably not, no. Not
0: not exactly the recommended way to learn. But, uh. Yeah, I, but. Oh, no, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, just like the, pra- like you said, practice makes perfect. When you first yeah. try to drive a stick, you're gonna kill it, you know, oh, yeah. 50 times. Well, not that many times, but, you know, in every car that you get into that is a stick shift there's a different ratio that you have to find for the clutch and the gas you know and this is true you know even we've had this car for like four or five years and there's still times when both of us you know will be in a at a stop sign and we get we try to go and it, we just kill it you know it's like <laughs> oh my god you know? <laughs> it, it, it doesn't happen very often but you know it happens <laughs>
0: I haven't had a stick since uh, before I met Louise, but I did have one back then and drove that car into the ground. It was a Nissan, but uh, I had it almost brand new and got a lot of miles out of it. And I remember one particular trip, I I drove that one a lot from Connecticut to Virginia because my parents had retired to a lake in Virginia and it was a beautiful lake, a great place to go for a vacation. So summer vacation, guess where I was going? I was going to go visit the folks and spend time on the lake. Well, I'm driving right. the, the, the stick shift down, and it was a stick shift with no, because it was, well, actually, there are sticks that have, um, uh, what do you call it, cruise control, but this one did not have cruise control, so I was doing a 12-hour trip by myself, driving a stick with no cruise control, you know, and that oh, gets, goodness. you know what that's like on the leg, that gets really, really tiring, right? So, yeah. but but it showed how determined I was to get there, and how determined I was to learn how to drive the stick so I could do that, well... Fast forward a few years, and now I've got myself uh, a nice uh, Camry with uh, power steering and, and uh, um, cruise control and all the nice features and so forth. And I remember taking the first trip down, again, 12-hour trip. It's a long drive. I remember taking the first trip down, and I have it on cruise control, and we're just moving right along, and I'm realizing I don't hurt. My ankle doesn't hurt. My, my foot isn't exhausted because I'm not trying to hold the pedal down, all that kind of thing. I'm saying, hey, life is good. This is a great improvement right here, you know? And yeah. all of a sudden, what used to be a long trip now seemed like a much shorter trip, all because I had gone through that. So my, my point is I had to go through learning how to use the, the stick shift because that's all I could afford at that time. And then as time went mm-hmm. on, I got to the point where I could afford the automatic stuff. And that actually got to, got me to the point where I could appreciate the easier thing. The harder thing made me appreciate the easier thing. And I think that's what happened yeah, when we are learning hard. a skill.
1: That contrast makes you appreciate the good days. So, Like, you had a not-so-great day today, and tomorrow might be amazing. And and because you'll have that contrast, tomorrow will even be better. Yes. Because because you have that, you know? So that's where the contrast comes in. To me, contrast is that. It's also the lessons. It's also... um, I just feel, I, I always think about the, the story about the dog on the porch and, you know, a guy goes by and he's like, why is your dog, you know, howling and carrying on? Oh, there's a nail sticking up out of the porch and he's laying on it, you know, oh, and, sure. you know, the next day, Ouch. why is your dog still howling? Oh, he's still laying on that nail. And eventually he gets up because the nail gets sharp enough and mm-hmm. annoying enough that he gets up. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's kind of it too. Like, you know, if you, If you hit bottom, there's nowhere to go but up, you know? (laughs) That's
2: true. (laughs) And
1: some, and for some people, that's what it takes. You know, if they're, if they're just having a really bad time and they can't dig out of that hole, eventually they're going to hit bottom and two things happen when you hit bottom. Either you're done here Mm -hmm. or you dig, you start digging out of that hole and getting back, you know? And there's so many people, you know, like we've talked about it, like in the secret and stuff. That have been homeless and been in that bottom of the barrel, you know, bottom of the whole situation, and they dug themselves up, and in that they realize, wow, like there is so much opportunity here Mm. that I can take advantage of instead of the the opposite, like oh, you know, none of this matters; it just gets worse. Nobody will help me. You know, I'm so. I just think that there's so much in that contrast that we a lot of times try to just get away from because we're trying to be positive all the time. And, and there's definitely some benefits in that. Of course, yeah. you know, you want to get to the point where you're bouncing back from that quickly, but, but recognizing that, you know, I, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was just having a fit about, you know, my reselling business and how I just want right. to end it. And I was so burnt out and everything And you know, I'm literally, you know, that little kid, you know, having the the tantrum, right. You know, talking to my husband, not blaming him, but just like venting and getting it all out. And the whole time in the back of my mind I'm going, I'm so glad this is happening because I know that there's better stuff on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. Like I just need to release all this crap and get to that spot. And even in that, you know, craziness or whatever, I've still recognize that.
0: It's a great point. It's a point that Louis was making this morning, how we we as human beings, we tend to want to treat certain things as bad and something to be avoided. And we're supposed to be positive all the time when, in fact, right. first of all, it's not real. Second of all, it's not even good for us. And and right. the the orientation that says that we should be positive all the time kind of misses the boat, because like you said, if you're positive, if, if you really could be positive all the time, you wouldn't be in any contrast. And without the contrast, you wouldn't have those big rockets. So you'd be kind of missing out on something. Um, and the point I made to him, I wanted to run it by you to see what you think. Cindy Chavez taught me this. Um, she said that uh, she doesn't like to think about things in terms of positive or negative, in terms of good or bad. She likes to think about things in terms of preferred or not preferred. And she's kind of won yeah. me over to that one. Because if you think about things that way, now it's not, you know, okay, I ran into something that I didn't prefer. But it's not like I committed a mortal sin. It's not like you know I did some horrible thing. It's it's not like uh, some horrible thing happened to me. I just ran into something I didn't prefer. That's all. And with that perspective, first of all, the the ch- that negative charge is gone because I well I just don't prefer that. No thank you. You know mm-hmm. it's not like oh god this terrible mountain lion was chasing me. You know, it's like no I just don't prefer mountain lions. That's all. Um, whereas uh, when we're focusing on the preferred preferred part again, it's not like there's this huge. Um, powerful positive surge of oh yes i so much prefer this although that can happen it's more like i'm going with the flow no matter what's happening either way what i i preferred i don't prefer it but either way i'm just kind of going with the flow and i am learning from it and i am experiencing it and i'm living it and everything's good everything's good it's all working I think, out well
1: i think that takes the the drama out of it too yeah because when you when you just said that, I mean, of course, if you got chased by a mountain lion, you're going to go home and tell Louise about it, and you're going <laughs> to talk about it, and it's going to be this dramatic thing. But if you just came out and said, I was on this walk, and I got chased by a mountain lion, I got away from him, and I really would prefer for that never to happen
2: again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like, as ridiculous, I mean... You know what I mean? But but that just takes all the drama out of it because then you're not right. like, oh, my God, what happened? You're just like, oh, okay, you don't prefer that. That's kind of weird, but okay, you know, you don't prefer that. You'd prefer to just have a nice, calm walk without any mountain lions. There, there's know? a great example of that <laughs>
0: because we get a lot of bear around here. We have bears all over the place here. And, you know, that's something where if you tell the story about how, you know, I was out on the walking path and I saw a bear crossing the path about 100 yards down – you know, that sounds like a terrifying story. In actual fact, it, there's nothing terrifying about what happens because the bear is 100 yards away and he, does, he doesn't care about you. He's just trying to you know, get to where he's getting to. And you're just watching him across the path. There was nothing traumatic about it at all. But if you tell it to somebody mm-hmm. who wasn't there, oh, my God, there was a bear. Oh, that's so scary. Well, no, actually, it wasn't so scary. You know, we turned it into something scary. Like you said, we dramatize it. But that's just us. That's not the bear. So my
1: question to you: Did you
0: then turn around and go the other way, or did you keep going? I've done both. I have oh. under, under certain circumstances I've turned and gone the other way. That's usually what I do. Um, I can think of one case where the walking path goes by a wetlands, and I saw the bear, and the bear was heading over toward the wetlands. I knew where he was going. He wasn't going to hang out on the path. He was going over to the water. That's what he was there for. Yeah. You know, so why not continue to walk? You know, I, I, it's not like I was going to keep walking at him while he was still on the path i was gonna wait for him to leave the path but he did and he, right. he i can see where he's going so i just kept right on going there was nothing to worry about there you know now yeah. if, if if it was a different situation different uh scenario different place or whatever yeah i'd probably very often i'll turn around and just go the other way but you know you, you kind of gauge it based on what you're seeing what you're experiencing right yeah yeah and the main thing is, you don't turn it into this big thing. Oh my God, there was a bear on the path. Right, right.
1: right. I'm just curious. Yeah, because so like, like I don't like camping and stuff because of bears and stuff. I'm like that just, but and that's something I don't prefer. Like my husband, he would love if we were like out tent camping and hiking all the time. And I'm like, you know, Madison will go do that with you, mm-hmm. which is our daughter. You know, like mm-hmm. go, like they're going to Costa Rica next together and they're gonna go zip lining and all this cool stuff and go see the ruins I have no desire I don't prefer that at all and he tends to get like well we should really do more stuff together and I'm like there's stuff that we really enjoy doing together but I'm not going ziplining mm-hmm. like that's not in on my preference sheet at right, all like, right, right. I don't I'm scared of heights I'm okay with that I've I don't there's nothing I need to do I can get in an airplane and fly so I'm good with that you know like' mm-hmm. <laughs> So
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'll I'll finish it's, up because we're actually past our time, but I'll finish up with a little story from when I was in my uh, early teens. We, my my family, um, did quite a bit of tenting across the country as a way of traveling. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time we were in Yellowstone Park, and it was night. We had we were in the tents, we were asleep, two o'clock in the morning, and we hear some the sound outside. My sister opens up the tent flap, looks out, and says, "It's a bear! It's a bear in our tent site." And she, fortunately, she whispered it rather than shouting it, <laughs> which was a good thing. <laughs> and, you know, we just kind of, you know, later, I mean, there's not much you could do anyway, but uh, it was pretty clear the bear was just looking for some food, you know, and the food was packed away. The food was nowhere he could get it, so it didn't make any difference. So we just kind of waited it out, and about 20 seconds later, he lost interest and moved on. Now, that could have been a situation where, like, if she had shouted out loud, there's a bear out there, I could see a bear getting all excited maybe doing something, you know. But as long as you don't get excited right. about it, no, it's no big deal. Law of attraction, right? You focus on what you feel. You focus on, on feeling um, as good about it as you can feel. You get a good result. Right. That's what we got. So just, that's the last thought for the day. That's all. <laughs> anyway, thank all you right. for all for, for listening. Thank you, Shelley, for uh, sharing your insights. I appreciate them. You gave me some good ideas to think about, too. So I appreciate that very much.
1: Well, thank you for having the podcast and having me on every week. I so appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I love it. Thank you for joining us. Hope, thank you for our listeners as well. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.